Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. When my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Vans. Off the wall since 1960. Motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. Permission to start episode 10 of season 10, Ghost. Permission granted, soldier. Y'all know exactly what it is. I'm D. Jones. I got the ghost with me. As always, the goat ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. What's on the agenda this week, Ghost? Yo, it's kind of gnarly up in Studio E this week. You mm-hmm. feel me? The blade is sharp. It's real sharp. I'm out here thinking I can like 50 or 20 or something. Oh, what? Inspired by our guest this week, none other than Gabriel Summers, legendary Australian barn burner type skater. You feel me? Great interview with the new homie. We got to go visit him down under, man. Mm-hmm. One of these days. And all our Australian bros. Next, you know what time it is. The post office. Voice notes were coming in. Good times. And, uh, of course, wrapping it up with the rundown, man. Just another wholesome episode of The Bunt. Exactly what you guys bargained for. And you know exactly what's up next. The ghost shout-out of the week. A couple good things came out this week. Yeah, man. I feel like we're past the lol phase of uh, all the Sodi stuff. And then it seems like there's a kind of dead period. Mm-hmm around the new year but uh yeah it's raining clips again it's raining video parts and videos probably not going to be a surprise but the absolute biggest barn burner of the week was by far america's green video big shout out to the whole squad uh that's just a hard working team man you kind of forget blue collar baby blue collar team these guys hop in the van and they get fucking buck wild man don't sleep on the america boys but yeah dakota servold insane what an animal i just i got to admit i i used to just see his parts and be like okay that's dakota servold like i feel like i know what he's capable of i know what's coming in his next part but this guy just keeps getting better keeps pushing his own limits uh adding new tricks to to his video parts i love it um he's a fucking beast and i was like watching it like there's no way how's john dixon gonna have a better part than this because this shit was fucked um, so mad props on your part Absolutely loved it Gotta get you on the pod one day B uh, Leo Romero All the boys, all the homies Killed the montage And then I was like alright Let's see let's see what's, what's good Dixon's for curtains time, man let's, And then yo The mutton chop killer Pops on the screen And I was like yo this guy is a beast yo uh, Flip trick god We've been watching him for a long time Since I think he had a part in a birdhouse video Back in the day Always had the crispy Ooh. flip tricks and that switch amazing flip. switch flick, but also the nollie heel switch heel game on lock. D Jones, have you ever seen someone that looks like such a tank and a beast on a board, but is at the same time so light footed and delicate? No. <laughs> I will say he definitely surprised me with this part. He took it above and beyond and 
went past the power forward label that oh. you guys will find out about in the post office oh hell yeah skated to a dope song some gene clark and i was like oh this sounds familiar and then realized it was uh same dude who did sasha daly's part another like if you're gonna skate to that dude you gotta come correct you gotta and bring he it definitely came correct so shout out to everyone involved in that video that was an awesome very fun watch watch it if you haven't seen it already like we said we got gabriel summers in the building it takes a lot to get last part in a zero video that is no joke some legendary shit and he came through with a barn burner obviously that's why he's in the hot seat in studio we from the land down under we know a bunch of his homies so we definitely had some questions he didn't see coming <laughs> anything left to say about him before we get into it fuck christmas yo no oh, eat up cunt gabbers mate only one thing left to do Let's get this shit poppin', yo. Canada's premium pilsner, Steam Whistle, the only buzz. All right, super happy to have Gabriel Summers in the building. What's going on, man? Thanks for waking up early and coming inside Studio E. Thanks for having me. It's been a dream to come on this podcast, for sure. I listen to it every single episode. It's, yeah, it's very entertaining. Thanks for having me we knew you'd be down because you followed us like in our early days mm -hmm. and i remember seeing that and being like sick yo gabriel summers and we were just waiting for you to drop an insane part <laughs> to, to bring you on you know what I'm no, saying? thank you thank you i was um i guess that's that's one of the perks of dropping a part i guess thank you thanks for having me <laughs> fucking media tour yeah. yeah uh yeah I've, I've watched you guys since i mean i've listened to you guys since the beginning it's fucking been it's been uh it's been great so if you've been listening, you know exactly how it goes. We start every show off the same. Yes, yeah. with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Um, I've been thinking about this. Uh, favorite skate moment, this is kind of a weird one. I think when I look back on it and I still trip out on it, I think my favorite skate moment was I was in SF with one of my homies, like Jack Crook. I don't know. Do, do, do you know who Jack Crook is? He's no, from Australia. No, no he, well, he's amazing. Like one of the best skateboarders. He, you know how whenever like the most amazing like talented skateboarder if they're that talented they never really like care about it well he was one of those dudes and he was insane anyway look up look up apart from him he's fucking incredible we were in sf just on a homie trip like staying with remember josh rio he used to ride josh rio that's yeah that's my that's josh big rio? bro man yeah, he lived here for a little bit didn't really? he really oh yeah yeah so yeah josh old, uh, yeah spent like old, a summer here yeah old element pro yeah like um he yeah he's like you know homies just couldn't from the nz australian connection or whatever i haven't heard that name in a while he lives in sf now right yeah he lives in sf he's like uh he's got a wife i'm pretty sure he's he's like trying to develop an app i'm still uh, i'm sure i haven't talked to him in a long time but yeah he's a really really smart and good dude that's for sure love that guy mm -hmm. but um yeah we were just up there on a like a homie mission i was staying with donut at the time at the baker team baker team manager and um, me and Jack just decided to go up solo. And um, it just so happened at the same time they were doing a Baker trip up there as well, which is not me trying to like tag along on a Baker trip at all, but we just so happened that it was the same time. Like, it, honest to God, we weren't trying to like <laughs> tag along, but we were up there having fun. And then Donut caught wind that I was up there and he just told us, told me to like come and meet up. So I just went and met up with them and they did a demo. And yeah, it was a pretty sick demo. Some guy tried to, you know that dude that always jumps off the building? 
like the top. Oh, yeah, always, yeah. yeah, yeah, that dude was there. I got to see that in real life, which is pretty gnarly. <laughs> thought he, yeah, thought he was die. I honestly legs, thought man. I was going to die. Dude, oh, the he, like acid drop kid? Yeah, 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 yeah that guy. He, like, he jumped, like that thing is like basically an overpass. I thought he broke both of his legs. And the next minute he was like boneless 316 the stairs, which was insane. <laughs> Fucking absolutely incredible. But um, yeah, then after that, we were at a Mexican restaurant and it was like, it, I was on the table with like CJ, like all the like younger dudes, like CJ and Donut and stuff like that. And then like there was the older, the older table and it was like Frank Guerra, Peter Amendetta, Lisa Sima, Reynolds, Herman, like all the OGs, like all like 100% favorite skateboarders of all time. Like Legends row, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just kind of fanning out, you know. Yeah, it was insane. And then Reynolds started, because it was just after I did the nose grind on Walnut or whatever. Oh, shit. So they just started talking about it real loud, or like Reynolds started talking about it, and I could hear the whole thing, and they were all talking about me. And I just remember just like being in the other on the other table just going, the fuck is happening there? Like, my favorite <laughs> skateboarders are fucking talking about me. This is insane. And, yeah, I just got to meet all those dudes. And I think that was just like a... It was just a kind of a surreal moment. It's just some guy from Tasmania who is in the States sitting next to all the dudes who used to... I mean, you know, all the people who used to play on Tony Hawk's and all stuff like that. It was just really... <laughs> it, was just really it was really surreal. It was a surreal moment. So I think that is one of my favorite because it just kind of sticks with me. Um, sports moment? I mean... Uh, Sammy, because Sammy and Chima, because Sammy's from Queensland and Chima's from New South Wales, they always have this like bickering match every single time there's state of origin because it's like, you know, I think there's like three games a year or something like that where they all verse each other and whoever yeah. wins, you know, it's like the pride thing. And I like went, I was in Sydney at the time and um, we were at the square where we usually hang out and we we're going to, I think we we're going to Chima's place to watch it, but I think Chima bailed. And then I didn't really care because I was just like, I don't even know how this fucking game works. But we went and ordered, we went and ordered food or whatever. And Sammy just comes walking in. Like, I, I think everybody else had finished. I'd like got my food last or whatever. And um, <laughs> we'd all like, we are just, you know, laugh. Didn't really care too much about the game or whatever. Sammy comes in all like heated and he's just like, we're watching, we're watching the game of mine. And then he just like, chuck, he's just like, get beers and just chucks down the money. And then he just lit. <laughs> He leans down to me, like right next to my ear, and he just goes, "Eat up, cunt," because I'm still because like, <laughs> I'm lagging. It was just like the funniest thing, and then that it just coined like the "eat up, cunt." Like that's just a saying in Sydney that we say all the time when it comes to anything. But that's that's another one of my favorite sports moments, even though there's not really much sports involved. But I love just, it. A, just a good funny story. But yeah, I guess yeah, those are the those are the two two those stories that come to mind. So tell us a little bit about growing up in Tasmania and how you got into skating. Yeah, Tassie was great. I mean, I didn't really, I guess I didn't really know any better, so it was, it was all good. But um, it was just very, I mean, this is very quiet. Like, there's not really much going on down there, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, no, it was good. I, I grew up, I started, I guess where the whole adrenaline thing came from is I started riding horses when I was a kid because I really wanted a motorbike and my parents wouldn't get me one. Um, which is probably a good idea because I probably would have killed myself by now, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe, dog. <laughs> so, yeah, my parents wouldn't get me that, but, like, my sisters were real on horse riding, and I guess just because of that, I kind of had to do it. I kind of always thought it was pretty lame <laughs> as a kid, you know what I mean? Now I don't think it's lame. I think it's cool. Like, But I think that's where my adrenaline came from because I used to do cross-country and, like, 
like jump jumps and stuff like that. That was kind of my outlet for getting my adrenaline out at that stage. So, and then I guess because I, and then when like school kind of hit, everybody was like doing skating or like skating. So I was, I was kind of ashamed to say that I was, you know, horse riding because it wasn't the coolest thing to do. <laughs> so I guess it just kind of transformed into that. I just remember like, um, I remember I was staying at my friend's house probably when I was 11 or something like that. And I remember his brother put on Baker 2G and I didn't know anything about skating or anything. And I remember just watching Damn. Baker 2G for the first time and just being like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing ever. I have to do this. And it wasn't just because they were drinking and like doing that sort of shit. I just thought, you know, the skating side of things was just cool in my eyes. And then after that, I was pretty much, that's just what I wanted to do. And then I kind of just got a board and after that, I was addicted. Addicted, like that's all I did forever. <laughs> Still doing it, yeah. Like yeah, classic story. A lot you know? of people, man. Yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of when I look back on it too. It's like back then, I there was such a good scene in Tasmania too. Like people were filming videos, but like it was almost like it wasn't like I was in Tasmania. You know what I mean? It was like I was in the, in the mainland. Yeah. Like so, I mean, it was. I guess it was just like any other kid starting skating growing up. You know. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more isolated, you know. So what was your first big break in the skate industry? Fuck, that's a hard one. I guess there's been so many different levels of breaks for me because I never really thought I would ever get this far with skating. Like, not in, like, talking down on myself or anything like that. I just never really, like, I don't know. So I guess the break for, like, domestically is probably getting hit back when I sent out a sponsor me tape. I think I was getting like super shoot. Like I think I got super and crew at the time, Sick. which was, which was super cool to me. Classic because, combo. Yeah. So yeah, got a crew yeah, t-shirt on right now. You still got a, you got a crew t-shirt on? Sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking vintage. I, I used to love crew. Crew was dope. Um, yeah. So I think it was then when I got started getting flow from them, it was like that. And I was still living in Tassie and it, that was the, the whole thing of like fuck I can get things in magazine in domestic magazines and I can like go over and like skate and I was super young then I was only like 18 I think that was the first big break when this guy Brett Stokes who was the team manager at the time hit me up and said yeah you should you should come to Sydney and you know just try to shoot some stuff and I think that kind of lit a fire under my ass to get out of Tasmania and like kind of try to push it as much as possible I mean and uh, also too at that time I kind of found out that I had fun kind of torturing myself with jumping down stuff and I think <laughs> so it kind of just went from there but I think like the main international break was I would say Dustin kind of taking a liking to me and hooking me up with his stuff and telling me that he's making a video I think that was that was kind of my international break where I was just like holy shit my favorite skateboarder of all time is you know likes my skating and believes in me to do stuff you know I think, I think I think he was like the main um, you know because he always had our back like everybody in PD he always like helped us out as much as possible and um, I guess all of us are doing pretty well besides for the people that have kind of like quit skating but they're still doing well in life you know like Tom Snape and Nathan Jackson like everybody's you know still got a presence you know mm-hmm. which is cool and Jake Hayes like you know like everybody you know to have him and also too like the thing about Dustin is he's helped if you look back on his like resume of helping people everybody that he's helped has like fucking succeeded you know he picks mm-hmm. them well so to have him like kind of back me and say oh I'm 
making a video, I want you to be in it. And also, too, like, there was a... Did you ever see Play? Like, play? The video... Play, it was, like, an old, like, Australian video. Dustin had a part, like... No, I don't think so. Oh, you should watch it. It's really good. It's, like, um... When, OG, when did... OG video. It came out, like, early 2000s. Um, oh. Did it have that giant kickflip crook in it? It did. It had a lot of his reused stuff from Baker 2G, but it had a bunch of other footage, and it was skate- he skated to a Smith song. He had last part, but it was super good. Um, no, I don't it, think he did the kick crook I'm thinking about. Like, someone oh, just kick crook, like, the biggest rail. Was that Tommy Finn? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I, it rings a bell, but I'll, I'll go back and Yeah, 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 go back. It's, it's just really good. But anyway, he, him, and Tim, uh, him and this guy, Tim Dunn, edited that, and um, I just grew up watching that video, and knowing that he was going to edit it, and he'd done all the Baker, two, Baker 2G videos and stuff, just kind of really lit a fire under my ass to, like, really push it, you know what I mean? And that was when I, like, worked out that I could do a bunch of stuff that I didn't really think I could do, you know? Because before that, like, there was a lot of years that I just wasted, like, not being so sure of myself as skating and kind of just partying and just not taking advantage of it, which I look back on now and I regret because there was, like, a f- couple of years there where I... I mean, like, probably, like, a year and a half, you know, where in my prime I should have just been pushing skating and not, you know, being a dumb kid partying and, like, you know... <laughs> Stuff like that. But, I mean, I guess everybody goes through it, and I guess I get snapped out of it, but... Absolutely, man. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, it's just, like, those sort of years, it was just, like, you never get back, like, from nine... I think it was, like, from when I was 19 and a half to 21, like, is where I kind of fucked up. And then after that, it was, like, sweet. You know what I mean? Well, at least you got it out of the way relatively. Yeah, early. exactly. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Like, at least I didn't just stick into it, like... But, yeah, I'd say, like, that, that and then I guess also to James Thomas... Like, James Thomas hitting me up on Instagram and that happening, like, I mean, at that point I thought I was kind of, like, not done, but I didn't think anything was going to happen with getting a board or anything like that just because the birdhouse thing didn't work out and it was kind of, like, a, you know, a third wind of, like, doing something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. cool as well, definitely. So let's get this one out of the way. Yeah. My War was one of the greatest battles in skate history. <laughs> it almost took on a life of its own with all the homies there battling with you, turning yeah. up. <laughs> Take us behind the scenes a little further. How many times did you go back and how many hours do you think you put into that 50 of doom? Fuck, guys. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I would say it was over a six-month period and I was trying it a lot. Like, I would strategically kind of pick days where I knew that um, if I did it, it was going to be fun. Like I would probably do it on like a Thursday or a Friday or like, <laughs> something like that. Like just in case I landed it, it would be like, oh yeah, it's Friday night. <laughs> like, um, but it was kind of, that kind of sucked too though, because so most of the time I'd be so sore I couldn't skate all weekend or something like that. So it kind of ruined my skating life for a long time. But I would say I tried it. Trying to think back, probably at least twenty-five to thirty times, maybe more. Oh, Jesus like at least, Christ. at least, at least that many times, and then I'd try it for hours. I'd try because the like the sun, um, you have to try it at a certain time because I was trying it in summer, so it would be really hot most days. So I'd have to try it. There was a there was a period where the sun would be in my eyes, and I'd get a window of an hour and a half where the sun wasn't there if you know what I mean and then people would finish work so they could come and film so I'd have to try it at like five six till eight every single like time I wanted to try it so I tried for two hours every single time and yeah it was just really 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 fucking annoying but 
Um, it was kind of one of those things that it was kind of fun as well, though. That there was a lot of funny, funny things that happened. How many times do you think you landed on it? Oh, well, that's pretty heartbreaking. Um, probably a lot, like uh, probably like twenty-five times as well. Okay, it, it wasn't it wasn't that many times because there would be a lot of times I wouldn't even count it as really like it would be so hairball, like I wouldn't mm. even. Like, I'd be just exploding. But there was, at the end there, when I kind of worked out what I needed to do, there was so many times where I just got robbed because of the curb or because of just unlucky shit. The just cars unlucky or the street shit. or something. Yeah, just unlucky <laughs> shit. Like, I should have landed it, like, in my eyes, I should have landed it, like, way before I did. You know what I mean? Like, I was just getting robbed at the end. Like, there was times where I was being a pussy and I wasn't really going for it and I kind of wasted a lot of time. And then there was times where I like just decided to jump onto my ribs and stuff like that. Like, I definitely, I didn't mean to make it hard on myself, but I definitely did make it hard on myself. I heard one morning you, the first thing you did the day before or the day you were going to try it was scream "fuck" as loud as you could. <laughs> was, that, was that loves? I don't think that yeah. happened, but fuck, that sounds pretty funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, maybe. I don't know. I can get pretty in my head with the skating, but um, maybe <laughs> that sounds so funny. I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, I did do that. Um, oh, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> I don't remember doing that, but fuck. Uh, maybe it was some, yeah, maybe I just forgot about it. So <laughs> he also told me that after you get the clip, your hat falls off when you land it, and there was one thing that drove you nuts about it. What was it? I mean, I guess because uh, as as everybody probably knows, I'm receding. Um, I don't know. I just hated it. I was just like, after that, I was just like, fuck, I need to shave my head. I'm over this. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to get to a point where it's a trick that I've worked for fucking six months and then just go, ugh, yuck. Like, and then, and it's fine. Like, it's, like, I don't, I don't have any, I'm not like self-conscious about that shit because it's just like, it's nothing you can do about it. The more you're self-conscious about stuff you can't change, the more of a bad time you're going to have. So I don't really give a shit, but it was more of the fact for me that I just looked at it and was just like, you, like, why the, what, what are you doing, bro? Either tighten that hat up or shave your fucking head. Like, you got two <laughs> options, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, at the same time, fucking, I guess, I guess people aren't going to forget it, are they? Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I've yeah, got a shaved head now, so I don't really give a shit. Don't have to worry about that again. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, I'm going to be joining you probably fucking in the next handful of years, man. It's getting thin up top, dog. Yeah, fuck it. There's nothing you can fucking do about it, is there? Is what it is. The, the, the better you carry it, the, the less people notice it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Our buddy Joel, who cuts both of our hair last time I was in there, he's like, he's like, do you want a one or two on top or whatever? I'm like, uh, whatever, like, do your thing. And he's like, yeah, like, you're getting thicker here on the side here and here and i'm like yeah that's such a nice way of saying you're just thinning on top like i'm not getting thicker on the sides dog, what, a nice, what a nice friend you, your friend yeah, you had there i was like Joel, i really appreciate that dog. Yeah. we all know what's going on here yeah if i fucking any of my friends did that i'd be just like yeah you're fucking crowning on the top like sort it out <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the canadian way <laughs> Our favorite time of every episode 
and our favorite time of every season, do-it-yourself CHPO brand ads. We're talking about the biggest box of the season. Diamonds on your wrist, hater blockers on your eyes. Get your entries into the bunt live at gmail.com. Everybody is capable of this. Let's see what you got. Get creative out in these streets. You heard me? Send us your fucking shit right the fuck now, man. So it seems like the homies were fighting the battle with you. It became like a weekly ritual for everyone in Sydney. How many yeah. beers do you think the homies put down over the several sessions you were there? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. Uh, let's average it out. I mean, man, that's actually gnarly to think about. I, it's, <laughs> I'm going to say like between 30K. Oh, that's even less though. I would say I'd say myself probably drank. No, I, I would say like. 30 to a, 30 to 100 I would say cases I would say maybe less maybe more you finally get the clip and you get to have a beer for yourself yeah how was that beer man one of the best oh. you've ever had mate like you saw the footage <laughs> yeah. I pretty much I pretty much sculled like three beers straight away um, yeah no that was definitely uh, yeah that was uh, that was a beautiful moment <laughs> That beer tasted very, 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 very good. I wish that fucking car wasn't there, man. I know. I wish. I wish I rolled. In my head, I like in my head the way I wanted to do it was I wanted to go through the last kink and kind of carve out backside and take the hill. That was go down the street. Yeah, that's what I wanted. But I mean, at that point, thirty tries back, Vegas can't be fucking choosers at that point. <laughs> I wanted to. Do, I wanted to just drink that Stella and. Just forget about it at that point. So time to move um, on. Yeah, I'd had to move on. Like, there's plenty of other, plenty of other glory rides. I mean, heaps of people were saying in my new part that I didn't really roll away from a lot of stuff just because there's no landing. But for some reason, I decided to pick spots with no landing because I have to pick <laughs> spots that people haven't skated. And I guess people don't really like not rolling away. Neither do I. But <laughs> fuck, you got to do it. You, you got to do what you got to do. You know. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So before settling where you're at now on Zero and Adidas, you had a laundry list of sponsors. Uh, run yeah. us through your sponsor history. I mean, it's not that many. I mean, I just wrote for, <laughs> P- I wrote for PD. I've written for Adidas forever. Like, I, I think I've been on Adidas since... I've been on... I, I think it's coming up to seven years now. So that's never changed. Um, before that, it was Crew and Supra, but they kind of went out of business in Australia. And um, a bunch of my homies wrote for... Uh, Adidas and you know I just love their shit so I mean that so that's been seven years and then but board sponsors have kind of been a bit up in the air I mean I guess I was getting Baker and Deathwish stuff for the, for the longest time before that actually I, I went on a creature trip actually I got creature stuff which was kind of weird um, not because creature's weird just because it, <laughs> suit, it just doesn't suit me um <laughs> And uh, I went on a creature trip, which was cool. Everybody was nice as fuck, like it was a fun trip, but it would just involve me sitting around drinking beer whilst everybody skated bowls, which is, you know, not really my thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of at that point, I was already too late to try to start, <laughs> you know, learning to skate bowls, because I just never learned it as a kid. And if you, if you can't learn that shit as a kid, it's so hard to get into later in life, but I do need to do it. It's on my list of to-do lists, you know? But um. <laughs> and then so I went on a creature trip 
and then I kind of just got over it because it didn't really suit it and I don't know I was just over it so I quit that and then I didn't have a sponsor for ages and then Dustin hit me up but I was on I was on like Dustin flow for like years until uh, after that shake jump part came out and thing I can't remember who hit me up but someone hit me up to get birdhouse boards and it was right around the time they said that I was too old yeah they said I was too old for Baker which is fair enough like in the scheme of things like you know you've got like a window spare like a you know you don't really have that long you've only got a certain amount of time before you get too old to be able to jump down stuff um which is cool whatever so I got told that but I think then I think Ellington was talking about maybe getting on Death Wish but I think Jake Hayes just got on and I kind of wanted to do my own thing I didn't you know you know what I mean like it wasn't mm-hmm. I didn't think I, it wasn't like oh I didn't want to be in his shadow or you know whatever like that I just didn't I just wanted to do something different and I think someone hit me up for Birdhouse and I kind of thought at the time that it was cool how everybody was close on that team and I already knew a few of them so I was just like oh fuck it I'll give that a try and I already I left on good terms with um, Dustin and those guys so they said I could always get boards if I wanted to so I didn't think I was burning any bridges. I thought, what the heck, I may as well try it. And I just went on a few trips with them, and I didn't really gel with everybody. I think also, too, like, I get kind of a bit anxious around you people and stuff like that, so it just didn't really work out. And, you know, it was just, like, they were pretty long and pretty harsh trips, you know. I guess at the main, the, yeah, the main point, the first couple were, were fun just because it was all new, but then they kind of got a little bit draining after a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also too, like, I think I was going through a little bit of shit at that stage too. Like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I was kind of like, if this is it, I kind of don't really want to do it. Right. And I think that kind of made it made me a little bit more standoffish with the whole thing. So, I mean, I think, oh uh, yeah, I just got to the end of that and was going. I was flying home the next day, and I was in my head like, fuck this. I kind of just don't really want to do this anymore, <laughs> just because. It was just like I didn't really I felt like I didn't really have that close of friends there and I was just like this isn't really what it's meant to be so I was just like oh, I'm just going to go home and you know work a job or you know just continue being an Australian skateboarder mm-hmm. you know because it wasn't it wasn't where I was making money either like I wasn't making money from Birdhouse or anything like that it was just I didn't and I think they had already I kind of already put it in my head too that they would already made up their mind too so I knew that once I got on that plane back to Australia it was over and I wasn't really phased about it. I was kind of hyped. So mm-hmm. um, that didn't happen. And then I would just, I just got, I just started getting boards again from Dustin because he always had my back. And then, yeah, then Jamie Thomas, after that, my wall came up, came out. Jamie Thomas just hit me up to get on zero. And I just thought, fuck it, what the heck? I may as well just go over there and try it. Isn't that crazy to have like a my war Instagram come out and have the chief comment on it? Asking you if you want boards. I know the, the fucking age we live in, huh? It's weird. It's <laughs> um, insane, man. It's crazy. I mean, did you already know him? No, I. Well, I had met him. I had because I've been friends with Dane forever. Mm, I'd met him. True. I'd met him at his house, and I was staying there in Long Beach. I'd met him once, but I think he'd like forgotten about me or something. I don't know, some bullshit. And um, and then. When my mind wall came out, I'm pretty sure he hit up Dane. Was just like, "Oh, why hasn't he been on the whole time?" And it's just like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so that that came out, and then he was just like, "Yeah, if you want to get boards, hit me up." And then I just decided to book my flight. I just booked a flight out of my own money and just decided to go to the states and stay with Dane, just because I'd already already been friends with him. And I'd kind of like got to a point with skating at that point where I was kind of a little bit more relaxed and a little bit easier to be around because I think before then I was kind of stressing myself out with everything. Yeah, and I was being a little bit hard to be around. So I kind of dealt with that, but you know, it comes back and forth every now and again, you know, comes back. But uh, yeah, so went to the States and just kind of went for it, you know, mm-hmm. it was cool. It kind of like gave me motivation to film another part. That's dope, man. Yeah. Instagram saved uh, your That's career. <laughs> yeah. Say, so, yeah, fucking, yeah, this day and age. I mean, people have careers solely based on Instagram now. It's crazy. Yeah. Shouts to uh, the chief though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, he... And the cool thing about the Chief is he's always had Australians back, you know? He's always hooked people up from Australia. It hasn't just been one, you know? Yeah. He's always kind of been international with the whole thing. Australia and Canada, yo. Yeah, he's always helped... Yeah, he's always helped you guys out, too. Some of the greatest from um, Canada have come from him hooking them up. So that's cool. Rewind it back for a sec. Uh, We heard that you were in the van with birdhouse when president trump was elected what's the story there? <laughs> oh no uh yeah yeah i was um yeah <laughs> fuck uh i'm probably gonna get hated on for this but yeah uh it was like right at the last like at the, i think that was the last trip i went on and it was when we were on the way back from uh where were we we went to oklahoma and it was right when president trump got elected and because Trevor, President Trump got elected, uh, weed was made legal in California. I don't know if you heard about that, but um, because of that, it happened and whatever. And I think everybody was super star- Everybody was super hyped that weed was made legal. And on the way back, I can't remember who was in the van, but I think people started to chant Trump, which was kind of weird. Oh, I just remember. Go- I just remember just kind of going, "Oh God!" Like it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it, I don't think it was because I'm like in their defense I don't think it was because of um, the fact that President Trump was in yeah, I think it was weed. just for the fact the weed the weed side of things but oh, in my head yeah. I was kind of thinking like it's so much more than that you know it comes with a lot of other stuff <laughs> yeah exactly like I was just on the same trip I think it was the same trip it was a trip of four I was on a trip with Sam Mueller and he was saying we were talking about how if Trump gets elected it's going to be kind of hard for you know, it just kind of ruins, like, uh, international relationships, which is hard yeah. for a traveling skateboarder, you know. It, you know, you don't want to be looked down upon by other countries when you're traveling there if you're from America. And, I, you know, it makes things way harder for you guys, for, for not you guys, but for Americans. And, you know, everybody's different. It doesn't matter, like, your, you know, your beliefs and stuff like that. You, you should have, you should be able to travel comfortably, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it just... I don't know, like, it was a long time ago, but I don't think they were, tr- they weren't Trump, they weren't chanting because they were hyped on the fact that <laughs> That's crazy, Trump though, because if an outsider saw that going on, they would have Well, no yeah, see that, like, I, w- I was the outsider, and like, I just okay, remember, like, like yeah. I was the outsider, and yeah. I remember just kind of going, well, this is kind of weird, I'm kind of over this, like, <laughs> you know. Get me out of um, the van real quick. Yeah, and I was just like, I just remember that was like the final three hours of like being involved, being oh. in this van, and I just remember just going, oh, thank fucking God. Like, <laughs> um, but I'm sure they got a lot of bad stories to say about me too, like in their defense, and like, I'm not, 
you know, I'm, I might sound like I'm being a pussy right now, but it's just like, that's just what happened in the, the yeah, it's just kind of weird. But anyway, next, next story. <laughs> next story. All right. <laughs> next so, story. So man, I see you're wearing a red hat right now. We heard yeah. that the color red triggers something in you, man. What is it? Fuck. I don't know. I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I have this thing where I can't go if there's a red, if a red car goes past. I have to wait for another car to go past. I don't know what it is. I think, um, but yeah, it just triggers me. And also too, like if people were wearing red, like around me, like this hat's fine because I've convinced myself that it's burgundy, (laughs) but um, like if... If someone's, like, wearing, like, a really, really bright red top, like, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. I don't know why. I, I broke my ankle, like, three times when I was a kid, and every single time I was wearing red shoes. So ever since then, I've just been kind of scared of red. I don't know why. I'm just nuts. I try to... But say if it's a rail, like, a, it's a red rail, like, I'm going to... And if I really want to skate it, it's not going to stop me from skating it because I'm going to put it in the back of my head. But it, it's usually just me. I think it's me just trying to find excuses and then when the time is right, like say when another car comes past and it's not a red car, I have to go because I tell myself that it's fine. If that makes any sense? Yeah, It's just like, it's me tricking myself into like going for it, if that makes any sense. You know, your mind like tries- To skate the shit you skate, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's all about just calming yourself and making yourself believe that you can do it. And your mind wants to tell you, like wants to make you do anything to not do it. So if you can kind of ease it by making up all this weird stuff in your head, it kind of works sometimes. That's what I've found anyway. Makes sense. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so Chima pulls up on you randomly one day. You're walking home. Clothes ripped. You're bloody. Your board's broken. <laughs> trucks are in your hand. Fucking hell. <laughs> the good homie stops to ask if you're okay. And what did you say back to him? Uh, I can't remember. I was so heated. That was like... Something about Christmas? You told them, fuck Christmas? <laughs> Everybody loves Christmas, man. <laughs> fuck. Um, no, that was... That was... Fuck. I, I don't know if you guys... You guys know the feeling of being in the fucking drought. You know when you're... <laughs> you know when you've been trying a trick like every single day and you're just trying to get something and you're... <laughs> Like this, I, like I'm not even kidding. I had a broken board. I was bloody. I was, I was trying to like, I think that day I was trying to kickflip back fifty that wool and the loo gap to rail, um, the one that Chima switch front boarded for his Vans ad. It's like it. It's oh, a fake. It's a famous one. It's like Mac now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin. I don't know. But you know the one. It's like a four flat four or whatever, or five flat yeah, five. Grant gap front board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Grant Patterson. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grant Patterson was sick. Um, he did some gnarly shit actually in his time. Fuck. Uh, I was trying to kickflip back 50 that and I was getting super close and through the kinks or gap out? just gap out and um oh, oh, just gap out well I was through the kinks way cooler but I'm not that I don't have enough uh, uh, finesse for that I don't think but um <laughs> uh, I was trying that and I got I, I, and I'd been trying tricks every single like every single second day before that that I was just getting robbed on I couldn't get it and I just got to breaking point where I was just you know the two weeks leading up to Christmas I was just getting absolutely fucking <laughs> smoked because I around Christmas time there's like this period as soon as it hits Christmas and after that for a month no one does shit 
everybody's just partying and like on holidays. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Bender season. Yeah, it's Bender season. So and it's just like all the homies come home for the holidays. Yeah, it's like, and it's just yeah. like you can't get away from it, even if your job is not a normal job. Like you're still going to be there drinking with your friends until you know three in the morning because it's that time of year. So you just try to like yeah. you try to fucking get something that you're hyped on before Christmas so you can at least justify it to yourself that you got to deal with all this fucking festivity bullshit um, and I, that's all I was trying to do was just get something before Christmas and I just remember like I was like so fucking angry at that point because I was walking home with a broken board I'm pretty sure like I don't know. And then they just stopped and <laughs> I don't know why I said that to them because they weren't even involved, but fuck it. I mean, you know, you say some shit when you're real angry sometimes, but, um, pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where the, I think that's where the, um, worst person on the scene came, the sesh came from for Chima actually. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> around that period, I was just, all I was trying to do was just get something before Christmas, before the stupid bender period. That's so good. Yeah. Wait, Chima, I didn't even remember that. Chima said you were the last person on the sesh. Yeah, he did. He called me out. Um, but yeah, no, it's all good. And I, I understand it's, I mean, I guess it's easy for someone, someone when everything comes easy, but <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, nah, it's, it's all good. We're still friends. Fuck Christmas, man. Yeah, fuck so Christmas. So what's up with falling asleep to the thrasher burning? Uh, <laughs> Dude, no, it's just like, you know when you fall asleep and you don't put a timer on and it's just like it's in the, you're watching something on thrasher and then all of a sudden it's like five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was that was lobster calling me out for that for sure. But yeah, he used to live next, yeah. he used to sleep, like he used to have a room right next to my room and I think I used to just fall asleep with the YouTube playing and, you know that sound <laughs> i think it's i think it scarred him a little bit to be honest he said you would do that to get hyped up man <laughs> no he's so full of shit <laughs> no that was just by accident i would just fall asleep yeah. watching like someone's part and then next minute i'm like you know three hours deep on thrasher videos and it'd be five in the morning but i miss that classic one man yeah the classic one's the sickest well don't they, like when people get they get to pick uh, something I think. to put up on. Yeah, they get to pick. So I feel like people just like don't pick the burning one because it's classic. Oh, I, I, when they asked me what I wanted for the zero part, I was just like, yeah, the classic for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> just so someone can fall asleep to the thrashing noise. <laughs> <laughs> so your part in "Damn It All" is absolutely insane. But what Thank was you. it like filming for the video? Uh, it was good. It was like a time in my life where I was I mean I guess it wasn't really that long ago I don't know it was sick it was um I was super motivated I had like Dane uh filming a lot at the beginning and then I had Booyah and Vinny that were helping me out through the way and then you know I had Jamie Thomas which was like you know hyping me up to get shit done it was sick I was like living I wasn't living in the states but I was there for a long amount like extended amount of time each time I'd go over and it was productive. It was, I don't know, it was, yeah, it was good. There wasn't really, I got to go to Barcelona for like three months, which was cool. Or two months, I think, which was cool. You know, you know how good Barcelona is. I don't really have, I mean, I guess it sucked kind of getting hurt, uh, like hitting my head. That kind of fucked me up for a little bit, but I mean, it's all good now. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a good experience all around, for sure. Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, think you'd have last part in a Zero video? Fuck no. <laughs> it, still hasn't e- honor, it, man. it still hasn't even really sunk in. Like, 
I don't even really, I don't know if it's just me talking down on myself or being humble. I don't know. It still doesn't even, it doesn't even really seem real to this day, but I'm definitely honored to, to kind of share in that legacy for sure. It's, it's definitely, definitely surreal to me. Something you'll tell the grandkids, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, everything has been a bonus round like forever for me. So it, all these things that have, uh, I've done in my career have just been insane to me. It, it still hasn't really hit. Like, I kind of, sometimes I trip out on it, but it's, yeah, it definitely gets me motivated to keep on pushing it for sure. It's a special honor, man, because you think about all their videos and none of the last parts have ever let the fans down. Like, it's always some fucking crazy ass shit. Yeah, when you think of a Zero video, you, like, have in mind what the last part should be like, you know? Yeah. It should be, like, curtains for real. Yeah. Like, the last couple tricks in your part were insane, man. Thank you. I mean, How long were you lip sliding on that hub before? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how many plies did you go through? Fuck, I... Dude... The, the lip slide was like, that um, was a weird, really weird day. Um, I was with, uh, I was with some of my friends and they, the Zero team had already left, but we had already checked it out because I missed my flight. I was supposed to go, we were only supposed to be there for two, two weeks and um, we were in Barcelona and it was right like a month after I'd hit my head. So the doctor said I could skate, but I was still really like scared of everything just because I didn't. I just felt I just felt weird, you know. I just felt like kind of like my, um, you know, my reflexes were a little bit out. So I was a little bit like scared of like trying anything the whole two weeks we were there for the zero trip. And this is another thing too that a lot of people don't know is I, the first day that I was given the all clear to skate, I fucking hit my head again and split and split and split my eyebrow open the same like kind of just right next to where I split my eyebrow open the first time. So it was just like, I was just kind of working myself up to like start skating again because I was in Barcelona and the first thing I do, I like try to nose ground this 11 or something, just warming up. I didn't even think I even wanted to skate the rail. I was just doing it because I was trying to get my confidence back and I just like plant my foot on the rail and just go straight to my head. But it wasn't like a bad hit. I just kind of hit my head. You know those, you know those stupid... You know how all the ground over there is like really rough tiles? They're like they're really yeah, sharp. Yeah, I hate those little tiles. Yeah, they're so annoying. It's just like draining ground. You can't really, and all the spots either land or pop from that. But yeah. landing that, I just kind of like grazed my head and it just split my eyebrow open. So I didn't really hit it that hard, but I was just freaking out after that. Like I couldn't, it kind of went from my confidence being back to being like kind of up there to being completely taken away from me again. So that happened, I kind of just chilled for two weeks, kind of started to think, started to kind of have like, I don't know, anxiety about the whole thing, as you would, just because, you know, head injuries are not really something to play with. But, and then when everybody was leaving, I kind of just thought, fuck it, I'm just gonna stay. Cause uh, you know, Sasha Daly and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 I, he had a room, or Damien had a room, like the, the guy that Sasha lives with. Uh, he's a film. He's he's one of the homies. He's sick. He had a room up for rent for like a couple of months. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna stay and try to skate and try to get as much stuff as possible." So we checked that hover out on like the like when we we're on the zero trip, and I was trying to like kind of size it up and whatever. But on the left hand side, what people don't know is, so it looks like it's a bush and like it's all cool, but it's actually bamboo, like sharp bamboo. Oh, so. 
we had to clear a bunch of it out and then also to all the all the dregs that were left there kind of like poking like if you fell into it like head first or something like that you'd probably get like a piece of bamboo through you so oh, so you had to like kind of like it once you picked up enough speed to where if you jump to the left hand side you'd probably get pretty fucking hurt so yeah that's like one thing that kind of made me go for it way earlier on just because i didn't really want to get you know vietnam so, war yeah <laughs> vietnam war trigger, you wanted to like, walk away yeah i didn't really want that but um yeah no but it worked out and yeah i guess that was one of the funnest tricks i've ever done for sure did you fun. do that on one board yeah, but I, th- I did actually break like I, one of the attempts. Well, I think it was the, even the attempt that I landed it. I heard my board crack just because it was going through plies, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like a few more tries, and you might have just like the, yeah. it might have just caught on fire and, <laughs> and snapped into. Yeah, yeah, magic. yeah. Because it was going through like so many plies, and then one of the attempts because it's a lip slide, and I didn't. I don't think I bent my knees enough or something, and I just I heard it crack, and I was just like, oh fuck, I hope I land this one. <laughs> But, yeah, it worked out. It was definitely the 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 best feeling. Rolled what were you thinking when you jumped over that fucking fence on the <laughs> not on the lip side? Um, the could have taken 50, 50. yourself out. I, I don't know. I just thought I thought I could jump it. I don't know what I was thinking, but <laughs> um, I definitely wasn't thinking about owing it. But I just wanted to. I just thought it'd be funny to jump it, and I thought I could, and I was so wrong. Like I. Yeah, I was not as athletic as I thought I was because I had no <laughs> yeah. chance of clearing that. But it made a really yeah. funny clip, but fucking hell, I was sore. <laughs> that was sore. amazing. I, fucking hell, I was sore the next day, though. <laughs> that I was way, Yeah, that was way... way yeah, that was, that was pretty painful, for sure. Funny, though. Hectic. What else was the highlight in there? Heel flip crook? Yeah, yeah that was... I almost cried when I rolled away from that. <laughs> if that anybody helps. everybody that knows everybody that skated Oceanside Hubbard knows that the glory ride on that is the it's not like anything else I can only imagine have you been there yeah it's like fucking head height man yeah but like if you have you bombed the hill to going down from it like you know how it's really smooth ground and you bomb the hill like and it, yeah it's just like it's one of those hills that you don't go too fast but you go pretty fast and it's really smooth whenever you land a trick on that because I I kicked it back 50 did a while ago too, so I already knew the feeling Damn. of rolling away from it. It's like, it's honestly like nothing else. Like, everybody that's done a trick on it that they're hyped on will know, like, it's that surreal feeling of just like pure bliss. I, um, it might be the greatest, the greatest spot to land a trick on, I reckon. It's, dude, it's so tall though. We just heard that Deshaun Jordan three flip nosed it in the new Thrasher. That's I know. I fucking I got told he did it in like three shots or four shots or something. Wow. I was there. I was there when um, it was the same day that I skated like first skated it. I was there when um, Blake Carpenter did Nolly Hill nose. That makes no sense. Which is insane. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like going Nolly. It's too high for that. Yeah, and trick flip nose slide doesn't make any sense either because it's such a hard trick to like get height. You know. Yeah, no, both those. How the hell would you get to the gnarliest tricks for sure? Yeah. Oh, didn't someone kickflip front crooked, or am I tripping? I think no. Someone kickflip front front nose grinded it, and someone did kickflip front nose it as well. I can't remember who. When you were there, like so long ago, Paul Hart trick kick front nose did. I think. Oh, Paul Hart. Yeah. Hmm? I think Paul Hart. You went like fifteen years ago. Yeah, I went back in the day. What was the trick that they were? 
that was being done back then at the time it was, was it like tk grind? did like nose grind like that's yeah. when i first went so all these tricks going down now like back it's then insane. i was already blown away by nose grind and it seems so blunt. that seems so weird to me like i feel it, it, i feel like people weren't people were still really good at skateboarding back then too they probably could have done the tricks that are being done like, you know what i mean yeah like, i mean i mean nick dompierre kind of took it to the next level with the kick crook and then yeah uh, i mean back nose blunt photo it's just one of those things like i guess when you're the first to go to a spot like that you can just go oh fuck i'll just nose grind this <laughs> like it hasn't been yeah. done fuck it <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, you, you ain't got that go. option no more. No, you don't. It's like it's crazy. It's crazy to think that probably in our lifetime that it's probably going to get kicked for back nose wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like someone will probably, probably someone will do that in the next couple of years, as long as it's skatable. Like it wouldn't surprise me. Our man. boy Hardy like, back when eighty nose grind back. Then. Yeah, that's gnarly. It's but he's done. He's fucking crazy. He's such a beast. The shit that he's done. He'll flip crook, man. That's a wild one, yo. Not my favorite trick, but now he's just gnarly. trying to kill us with alcohol poisoning, man. It's what? Now he's just trying to fucking kill us with the amount of shots he makes us do in one night, man. Hardy? <laughs> did he? Did he come oh, up Hardy. to? Yeah. Did he? Did he go up to Canada recently? No, uh, we met him and watched the NFL game with him uh, in Cleveland. That guy can handle his liquor like we can't, man. I'm sure he can. He's a fucking, he's a unit. He's a big guy. Also, too, with the heel for crooks comment, I, I completely agree. I don't really like that trick either, <laughs> to oh, be really? honest. No, not really. I mean, I like the feeling of it doing it, but I don't, I, it's not the most prettiest trick. If you look back on, like, the person who's done it, it's not the best trick, let's be honest. There's a handful, though. Like, that that one's so crazy that, that it is gets insane. a pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll thank, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll take that because, <laughs> I mean, fuck it, had already been kick foot crooks. Like, what was I meant to do? Yeah, and then I think, am I tripping? Which way does a shot skate? I feel like I saw a shot do one, and I was like, oh, a shot gets a pass on it. Yeah, no, nah, he he did it on the. You know who else has done a good one? Louis Lopez has done a good one as well. He did it. On oh, the, that's the one I was thinking of actually on that big silver hubba, right? But also, too, Ashad has done a good one as well. I can't remember what he did it on, but he has done a good one. Yeah. Man, did See, you in good company, man. Did Louis do it on that big metal thing? Yeah, he did it on the angle line one yeah. in uh, L.A. or wherever it is. But um, and I, can't remember, I can't remember which one Ashad did it on, but he has done a good one. Um, yeah, but, I feel like... But, oh, oh, no, no. Chima's done a good one as well, actually. He did it on the wall rail in Melbourne. I like oh that yeah that was sick yeah. that was probably one of the the best ones i've seen but let's be honest here look think about those three people that, are, that we've just talked about like yeah they can fucking they can make any trick look good yeah for yeah, real pretty much like they've done tricks that are technically bad but they've never done a bad trick <laughs> oh for sure you know what i mean yeah. uh if you live in canada we would be uh fucking up if we didn't mention the heel kringle god matt canadian Oh yeah! So shout out to Matt Canadian as well. I'll yeah. send you a clip of him. He's my favorite heel crook in the world, man. All day. Really? Yeah. Sick. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a, something on Insta. Yeah, I'm down. Feast your eyes on Matt Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down as fuck. Sounds sick. Yeah, please do. So we heard you may have another my war in the works. The battle you went through to get your ender for damn it all has what it takes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Take us behind the scenes on getting that trick. We're talking, the chief told me it was 10 different trips with multiple hours each time. How'd you not go insane? 
I just really, really wanted to do it. I mean, I went there. So what happened was, is we went there randomly because Clint did the other one that's there. Um, Clint Walker. Yeah, he did the 50. He, fi he 50 to, yeah. And uh, we went there randomly just to check it out because like at that stage, I think we, it was just me and Dane kind of going out a lot and just looking at spots and just kind of trying to work, like trying to find stuff that I could do or I think he was hurt at the time. So he was just kind of happy just to be out looking at stuff or whatever, which shout out to him for fucking doing that because it was pretty cool. And we went there randomly just because I wanted to check it out because I thought maybe board side was doable. Just because I'd done that board side in Long Beach that was not nothing like it, but it was the same type of rail and like I just thought maybe it might be doable. So we went there and the one that the one that Clint did is like not really doable. It's not ideal. Cause it kinda kinda gaps out, the run up's kinda way shittier. Just kinda just I don't know, just not you know what I wanted to do and then we went to the there's like the next block over there's one that's way better I mean it's longer because it has another down or whatever but um, it looked way better so we went there and there was a pillar in the way and it was knobbed still so but it was an abandoned part uh, it was abandoned flat so we could go there anytime and knock out the pillar and do it mm. so me and Dane did it it was kind of hard but kind of easy and then um, yeah fucking I just tried it once. I got down, like down flat and started going down and then like whipped out and like fucked my tailbone kind of. So yeah, then just went back and the next time I went back, I got to the bottom, I stomped it. So I knew it was doable, but it was so hairball because you'd be going so fast and out of control at the end of it that you couldn't really like, um, you couldn't, like I stomped so many of them that I couldn't really like, I don't know. It, it, you just had to wait for the right one, so it just took a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. And also, too, I was getting fucking smoked, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, the one click, like, the foot, you got, oh, you fly, man. I did that. That everybody hits me up about that slam, but I did that like six times that day, or like five times that day, the exact same fucking slam, and I got out of it fine. Like I was a walking bruise the next day, but I got out completely. Like. I think I went on a trip to Duffel Land like the next day and could skate that trip. Like <laughs> it wasn't really that bad. Wow. But there was just so many where I'd like whip out. I got sacked like a few times. I got sacked so bad I hit my knee on the side of the rail. Oh. And I couldn't bend my knee properly for like a six weeks or something. But that was the same day there was adrenaline. It was the same day I fucking got to the bottom and stuck and broke my collarbone. And it was the day before I went home. So I had a broken collarbone and because I hit my knee, I couldn't skate for, well, because I broke my collarbone, I couldn't skate for six weeks. And it was probably lucky because I probably wouldn't have been able to anyway. So that, I already been back like five times at that point. And then I had to go home. I had to like rehabilitate my collarbone, which took fucking ages. So I don't think I skated for like six weeks and I had to get back. I was in straight for another two weeks, so I was trying to learn how to, like, not learn how to skate again, but, like, get my confidence back, and then I flew back to America, and then on the day that I got back to America, one of my friends hit me up, who filmed it once, and was just like, hey, are you still going back for that board slide? And I was just like, yeah, I'm planning on it, and he's just like, oh, well, one of my friends wants to try it, and this dude was fucking trying it what? after, oh, like, shit. yeah, uh, it's in the Blood Wizard video, I mean, no, like, he, um, like, I'm not talking shit on him, but uh, he'd already, like, 
he was trying it the day like he started trying it the day that I got back and I was just like oh fuck so now it was like a race between who was going to do it and I think Rhino was shooting one of them and Burnett was shooting mine Wow! and they would like talk with one another like to see who was going to make it Damn. Um, and like it was it was seriously like I would go one day he would go the next and it was like that for like three weeks or four weeks or something like that and then yeah it was fucking like so stressful because it was just like I wanted it so bad and I'd already been I'd already been taken out for six weeks because of it I'd got so close so it was like one of those things and he's like a fucking good board slider too like if anybody was going to do it it was going to be him fuck that sounds so lame like he's a good board slider <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, um, great compliment you know it was someone it was someone like in the skateboarding world it was going to be him and like the fact that he was going back so many times it was just like it's only a matter of time until he does it so we would like talk like you know I would find out if he'd done it or not and he would find out if I'd done it or not and then one of the days I was just like fuck it I'm gonna go do it we went there early on in the day because it would usually go in the afternoon we went there earlier this time and because it was a hot day the rail wasn't sliding because you know wax doesn't work when it's fucking hot yeah. you know like oh sick it's the, the weather's too nice I can't land my trick um <laughs> It wouldn't slide for like a good three hours, so we were just kind of like, I was kind of fucking around with it and like sticking, it was just like a big saga. And then finally got like the shade. And it was fucked too, cause like, even when I'd commit to the slide down the middle, I'd get pitched to the left hand side and I'd like hit my head or like roll my ankle down the stairs. Oh it was such a, God. it was so fucked. Like you'll see if the My War, my war ever comes out. Well, I'm sure I haven't really will. heard anything about it. I haven't really heard anything about it, but like if it does, like you'll see. One of, the, one of the times, I think it was even the time that I fucking did it, there was a fucking human shit on the, <laughs> like the bit where I was landing. What the so hell? some of the times I would just be like rolling around in shit. Oh, shit. Just like, it was so, it was so crap. But like, <laughs> and then I was so burnt by the end of it. It was right when it was getting dark. And I honestly, I had like a Yui Boom at the top and we were listening to like Slayer and like, you know, all the heavy metal shit and then I think one of the attempt, one of the attempts or like it got to the end it was like the last 10 minutes I was trying it I put on like Kate Bush and kind of relaxed and it just one of the attempts it was seriously the last one I said to myself like this is it after I if I don't land this one I'm over it like I'm not coming back he can just have it I'm, I've tried my hardest and I like popped I got on so sketchy like it was the worst one I could have ever gone for. I was all cross because with that rail too, like you know those board sides. If you go too far, like cross lock, yeah. you you just get pitched. Yeah. Like you think you're going to do it, but you get pitched. And like I'm dealing with like two drop downs and three kinks or something like that. And I got on completely cross lock, like death, like stupid. And that's why in the footage you can hear me yell out, "Oh fuck!" Because I honestly thought I was dead, like hundred percent dead. But I was so tired and so beat up from trying it all day that I, like, couldn't bail. Like, I wanted to bail so... I wanted to jump off so fucking bad, but I couldn't. I was just stuck on it, like... Wow. Like, I, I was just stuck. Like, I couldn't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden, I was just rolling away. It was insane. It was, like... That's so sick. Didn't even... Black it didn't even feel you. real. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even... Yeah, it was just one of those things where I was so, like, tired and just so beat up from it that I just... I'd come to terms with the fact that I was probably going to die. Like, right, that rail straight like, this to hell. Is the, well, yeah, because it was just like one of those things, like I'd never stuck at the top going at the peak speed before yeah. and had one of those slams that, 
you've seen, I was just like, I'm going to go. And I'm so tired that I can't even protect myself. Like, this is going to be so bad. <laughs> and But next minute, I was rolling away. Wow. Who knows? Yeah, it, it was a yeah, full no, minute just, later. That reel's so long. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was fucking the greatest feeling of all time. Like, I can't even believe that that even happened. So beast. It'll definitely... Yeah, I'll definitely be on my deathbed later on in life just going, oh, well, that was that was in my top 10 moments of life. Yeah, like, yeah. It was definitely a good day. Yeah, shout out to everybody that fucking came there with me so many times. Burnett, and I think me and Burnett were talking about it. It was just like, it was his, because he came every single time just because he's, you know, he's the man. He came with me every single time when he didn't really have to. Right, like he, he got the But just for support already. and just to... Yeah, yeah, just to keep the hype alive. And he came every single time. He was working it out. I think he said like it was like a 40-hour work week for him. <laughs> you know, the amount of hours that he came and stuff like that. So fucking shout-out to him. Shout-out to all the film, like Vinny and even Jamie was there that day, actually. So, and Dane. Yeah, all those guys. That's awesome. Do you ever get yeah. PTSD from like some of these fucking bails and like injuries and shit? Oh, I mean... I would, yeah, I mean, I think PTSD, I think, like, the main one is definitely the, the bat gap 50 that I tried, the one where I, like, the famous one, the one where the footage hasn't come out yet, I don't know when it even is, I think it might be a bit too gnarly, I think that one, I get PTSD from it, just because it was such a freak accident, and it was really, like, kind of a, I remember the whole thing, and I don't think you're meant to remember the whole thing, Yeah. so... I just remember like how relaxed I was and how like it wasn't really it was really super bad but it wasn't really that bad for me if that makes any sense and it was just a really scary moment because I thought that was going to be like it you know what I mean I thought like oh this is this is what it is like I, I shouldn't be so relaxed and it should be hurting and it should be like you know or I should be like out but I wasn't I was just you know, I was just, I was conscious through the whole thing and I remember everything that was happening. I even remember the slam. And I don't think that's meant to happen for having brain bleeding, you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck. So that was, that was, that kind of still freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you just, you got to pick your battles. You've got to pick the days you do it. You've got to, if you're doing something like that, if the vibe's not right and you're not feeling it, like, you just got to stop, you know? Yeah. You can't be really, you can't really be fucking around with it. You got to also like prepare for that shit. You got to go to the spot. You got to work it out. I mean, it's different on trips and different for others. Like you know, for certain situations, like sometimes it's all good, but you got to, you can't force it. You know, especially with the older, how like the older you get, and as well, you can't just be going in all the time. You know, oh, for sure. And the, the other, the other thing is to like the other, the other slam. The the main one that still scares me to this day is the. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was like a hole of meat a while ago. It was like a board slide in a mall and there's like a death drop on one side and I just stick at the, I stick at the kink and I like fly to the, to the, to the death drop slide, oh. side, but just make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was a slant, but that was, that, to this day, that's the closest I've ever been to dying because if I stuck like a centimeter sooner, I would have like gone straight into the stairs or if I stuck like, you know, at the first kink, I would not be here talking to you guys 100% because <laughs> I, I, cl- I, I clipped my foot on it because they're sharp marble stairs. I clipped my foot on it and it gave me like eight stitches and it was, I didn't even, that wasn't even the first thing that hit it. I just like slapped it slightly and it went through my shoe and it just burst my fucking Damn. like whole foot open. Like I couldn't skate for like two months. 
So if I went like full head first into that, I would not be here talking to you guys 100%. I'd be dead. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You're a skater yeah. that like I've worried about you before I've ever even <laughs> talked to you. Like sometimes I watch your behind the scenes shit and I'm like, bro, I hope this dude fucking makes it. But it's, it's, ca- it's I'm telling you though, it's calculated. Like I'm not just some, no, I, I'm not I know, like, but ca- it's just like the direction of skating in general, like not just you like Nija, like chase webb like sometimes i'm like yo i don't want to see a skater on the news for the wrong reasons no well like i mean scare the guy, i think i'm I, not trying to I'm i just... think no 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 like i i agree i think about it all the time i think i think that we're very lucky that not it hasn't happened yet to be honest like if you think about the shit that people are trying and stuff like that it's it's only natural for that to be the to, for that to happen at one point like I fucking hate to say it it's fucking gnarly like the shit that people are skating now is absolutely insane yeah I'm saying like quadruple kink rails are like standard but even like now. sketchy things like that guy uh, Dane Barker's like that ride on 50 yeah, uh, it yeah. doesn't even have to be See, like so gnarly it's like this sketchy spots too like that guy could have just fallen off the side of a building yeah. just and he's just riding onto the rail or Leo Romero rock did that. could have ruined his life yeah. right there yeah, yeah. Or Leo Romero, like, that uh, nose manny nolly flip he did on, like, the bridge. It's yeah. like, yo. Careful, Leo. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. Like, it like it, it could happen with anything. Like, I mean, it could happen with even, like, small things. It could happen, yeah. you know, no, it, sure. it could happen at any time. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's fucked on how gnarly skating is getting, though, for sure. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's next. It's, it's pretty scary to think, but... At the same time, that's, you know, that's why we do it. It's fucking fun as well. We can't all be as good as Daywon Song and just do that low-impact exactly. lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, fuck, man. Like, even, like, I've kind of learnt to to do what, you know, I'm good at mm. with everything. Like, I'm not the most talented skateboarder in the world, and I know that, but I've kind of worked out a way to, to stay in the game as long as possible, and I'm happy with that. I've got to see the world. I've got to meet a bunch of cool people. Definitely. And if if it means scaring myself, that I already like doing anyway, so <laughs> it's a little fuck easier, it. Like, yeah, it's a little easy. Like, it, mate, like I'd way way rather jump down the shit that I've jumped down than try a fucking manual trick for like <laughs> you know four days. But I mean, I guess it's easy for them if they're good at that shit. I guess it's easier, you know. But I just don't. I don't have that talent, you know. So what's it like going to Shanghai with sixteen Aussies? Anyways, man, we got to meet up there next time. Oh. Yeah, fucking oath. We need to do a big bunt trip out yeah. there. That'd be sick. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I was a little bit worried when I was going on it because a lot of those dudes are pretty fucking wild. Like, yeah, a lot of their, you know, fucking pissed Kiwis. They're pretty gnarly. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it turned out, turned out to be really fun. It was just like 16 of us just drinking and skating every day. But um, it ended up, was it was quite a productive trip, though, if you know what I mean. Like, it was... Yeah, we skated a bunch and got a bunch of stuff done. I think we shot an article, shot like a bunch of other stuff. It was sick. It was so much fun. I just remember one time though, like Johnny came and meet up, met up just to show us around, and he like saw how many people in the crew. He was just like, "Oh fucking hell, no. yeah. I'm not dealing with this shit." Like, you know, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I? Supposed- I'm gonna get fucking thrown out of the country with just showing these guys around. <laughs> But luckily, nothing happened. No, no arrests got made. Nothing like that. But I think a lot of those crew went back like a couple of years later, and I think three of them got arrested and was in the like in in cells all night. But 
Yeah, it's it's fun though. You've got to do it. You've got to go out there with all of your homies at one point. It's cheap. It's fun. There's so many many. There's so many spots. You can do whatever you want over there as long as you don't be a dick and you know disrespect people or anything like that. You can get away with basically anything. You can drink on the streets there. You can skate a lot of spots. It's you know if you're a skateboarder and you have a job and you like going on skate trips, I highly recommend going to Shanghai for a homies trip. It's so fun. Definitely, you got to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Just whether you have like your doubts about China or not, I'm, trust me, it's so fun. Yeah, I like I like the sound of that. You're a big bun trip to China. Yeah, it's fucking fun, dude. Got it. It's got to happen. Just got to wait a little bit. Fucking, I'm sure that stuff will sort itself yeah, out. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't. I've got I've got extreme faith that everybody will you know it'll all work itself out. Yeah, same here, and and it's gonna take us like five years to film this video, anyways. So. We got time. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah. As long as it happens, it's all good. Exactly. So what went down in Burke's backyard? I heard there's a good story here. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is another lobster one, I'm guessing. Uh, well, I was sharing a house, and at that point, I was going pretty hard on Tinder. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went. Um, I was, went, went out for dinner with this girl, and we went, decided to get a bottle of wine and go back to the, the you know, the back to you know the outback or like backyard <laughs> and yeah he uh she fucking yeah we just just decided to have a good time out there after a bottle of wine and yeah it was happens to be right above lobster's bedroom so i think he heard the whole thing <laughs> and i think it might have scarred him a bit but <laughs> it's funny oh wow that outdoor mosquito bite on the asties eh yeah, 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 yeah. It's got, you got to do it sometimes. <laughs> got to enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> the outback. Yeah. Tell us about the time you were trying to swoon a doctor at the restaurant. What, what's the story there? <laughs> so I was, um, at, I think it was the same period. I was kind of just, you know, going on a bunch of Tinder dates or whatever. I'm going to sound like a, a scumbag, but I'm not. I'm truly not. Um... <laughs> Uh, and I was going on a date with a doctor and she was, uh, you know, you know, kind of sophisticated, kind of had to get my shit together. I couldn't be like a, a scumbag skater at that point. Not saying that I am, but anyway, <laughs> I took her to this nice restaurant and I, for some reason I decided to sit outside, which is a terrible mistake. And, you know, we're having great conversations and it was you know, going really, really well. And then all of a sudden my friend Stula and two of the naughty boys decide to walk, like you were just walking by and they see me and they just like, this goes back to the Sammy Winter story about eat up cunt. Um, because we were eating dinner, he just goes, oh, eat up cunt. Made eye contact with me, just said that, laughed and walked away. And then I was just oh, so no. awkward because I was just like, Oh, like you know she knew that I was a skateboarder they all had skateboards like they, they were definitely talking to me you know so it was just I don't know it kind of just got really awkward and it was kind of ruined the day but it was pretty funny <laughs> oh so you didn't get to hit it in the outback no 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 I think I think she I think she was a little bit over that one which fair enough when you see that when you hear the c word on, a, on your first date you probably yeah you're probably gonna run for the hills yeah, true, 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 yeah. true. You rocking a hat on these Tinder dates, or are you sh are you coming in hot with the confidence, yo? 
it depends. I mean, right now I'd probably not rock a hat because I've got a bald head, but I don't know. No, I'd probably rock a hat. <laughs> I mean, not, you know, don't want to make it too real for him. <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of seeing someone, the, I'm seeing someone at the moment, so I don't really oh. have to worry about that at the moment. Kind which of, is eh? good. What, what does that mean, Bean? I don't know. It, it's, the, it's the early stages, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what's next for Gabriel Summers? I am... I'm actually going on a, a, a homeless trip with a bunch of people that I grew up with from Tassie to Bali, which is going to be pretty fun because um, a bunch of my other friends from China are going to be there at the same time because they're hiding out from the coronavirus, which is unfortunate but also good because I get to see them. So that's my next two weeks. I'm going to probably skate over there a bunch. Hell and nice. then the rest of the year, I'm trying to work on this Ruka part. I think we're going on a few trips for that. We just went on a trip to New Zealand for it. Well, that's for something else, actually, but um, I think we're going to start now. So we're just going to start trying to do this Ruka part, which will be good. Uh, I think there's some Adidas stuff we're doing um, as well. Like, uh, I think we're going to America, maybe. I'm not too sure. I haven't really still kind of early in the year uh and then yeah just try to skate i don't know i I was gonna go to america for a little bit but i haven't really heard on anything from zero in a while just because i think they're trying to work shit out as well so it's kind of just that stage where i'm just kind of trying to work out what i'm doing but yeah rupa thing's definitely happening i want to try to make it to spain yeah but just travel as much as possible and then i think like i'm going to start trying to work out on i want to start i want to start a business at some point very soon oh yeah so so i've just been stop. saving yeah i've been trying to save a bunch of money for that because um i want to try to make like a restaurant back home sick uh just because i kind of did that i used to be a chef when i was younger so i kind of want to try to start getting back into that once skateboarding's all well and truly done you know oh that's dope man yeah so i've just been trying to save a bunch of money for that and try to you know work out what i'm going to do with that yeah, so yeah, man. this year just just try to keep it going and film film as as much more stuff. Try to shoot some interviews, um, and then yeah, just also try to have in the back of my mind working out this business. That's so sick, man. Please. Yeah, thank you. Skate life. Yeah, you have to come down to Tassie and try it out once it's done. Bro, I was just thinking that, man. Australia is definitely on my list. Yeah, you got to. You've got you got a bunch of homies here now. Yeah. Sydney, Sydney in the summer. It's, it's unlike anything else. One of these days, man, we gotta just get Vans to fucking get us a flight. Yeah, what the hell? Surely, they, <laughs> surely Vans have got some sort of house of something going on. Do it. <laughs> yeah, dude. A Dustin Dolan live interview, live show. Yeah, they need it. Fucking get Chima back. Get Chima back on again. Three yeah. times. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Three feet. Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week, it's an honor to be brought to you by Classic Grip Tape, the world's best grip. You heard me? Keep skating, kids. All right, man, you ready for that Rapid Fire, bruv? Yeah, yep, ready. Favorite (laughs) skater? Dustin Dolan or Heath Ketchup. Favorite video? Either Baker 2G or Flipsar. Favorite video part? Heath Kirchart Minefield. Also to James Brockman in Strange World. <laughs> Favorite style? John Alley or Heath Kirchart. 
Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Dustin Dollar. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Shane O'Neill. Favorite trick? Kickflip 50. Hardest trick for you? Switchback tail, actually. That trick has fucking haunted me for my whole entire life because I've always wanted to do it and I've only ever done them on curbs or like slid them on ledges. For some reason, my body just doesn't like turning switch backside and it really bothers me. <laughs> I got you on a trick tip when I come down under. Oh, yes, I need. Please teach me. Because <laughs> whenever I ask anybody that can do them, they just go, oh, it's easy. You just like, you know, you switch all and you turn that way. It's just like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> it's not that easy. Yeah. I've tried for years. <laughs> Most illegal trick. Willy grind or like, I don't, I don't really like laser heels. I know that's very very normal but yeah i don't really like those favorite clip you've ever gotten there's so many that i work so hard for but i'm gonna have to say the nose grind on walnut just because um i can't even imagine myself doing it now if you know what i mean like (laughs) i can i've been there since doing it but i just can't imagine myself like committing to doing it so that's something special to me all the other tricks that i've done i can still imagine doing it that i can't imagine doing just because you know like that's some serious you could die one I take mean, baby you, yeah it's that's all it is it's just one take on that like you and it all that's what it was like that whole day i don't think i even fell off my skateboard <laughs> but like if it wasn't one take and i like committed to how i committed to it and i just did the foot on the rail and jumped I, like you know it's just that's just that could be could be ender right there like yeah. so that i reckon that that trick because i don't think i'll ever do anything like that again you know Hell yeah. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? It's a toss-up between the Nolly Hill nose. Um, I witnessed Mason Silver do the 180 switch crooks, like the hard way. Like, yeah. you know, the alley-oop, like the front tail way. I witnessed him do that, and he did that within three shots, and I remember that being really mind-blowing. On, um, on the same hubbard? Yes, on the same, on the ocean side. Uh, that session was absolutely oh. fucked. What's the one trick that got away? The nose grind on, I tried to nose grind the, you know, the Figgy Crooks rail? Like the cover, it's like a kink rail. It's like oh, five, flat oh, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a cover, it was like his ender in Bacon Destroy, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tried to, I tried to nose grind that for a while and I got super close. Wow. Like I got to the bottom. I think I may have like stomped it. Um, and I tried it again and some dude drove past and was just like don't break your leg (laughs) and went from being like yes i've got this to being like oh fuck do i got this and i went in anyway because i got to the bottom last time so i was like fuck i'm gonna do it and i just ate so much shit damn but i went and tried that a bunch and then just got to the point where i was over it and couldn't do it laid it to rest I'm surprised it hasn't been done since. Like, I'm surprised it hasn't been done on that rail, to be honest. That rail is, like, pretty good. It's a pretty good king trail. There's only a, a handful of people yeah. that think like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Me, definitely. Like, a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, I tried to skate Staples Center. Oh, I was nice. trying to lip slide it. Lip and, slide? Uh, yeah, I was trying to lip slide it. I bunted on that pretty heavily. Like I tried it, <laughs> but I just, I just didn't. I never like kind of went for it. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I kind of bunted that pretty hard. I would say that sounds like a spot that probably has seen a lot of bunts, a lot more bunts than lands for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know when you just feel bad bunting, like I, I always feel bad when I 
drag a photographer or film <laughs> on him. I'm just there, just yeah. there scream, screaming at the fucking piece of concrete, you know, <laughs> because I can't do the trick. But I would say definitely I've bunted a fair few times just from, you know, not feeling it that day, which is probably smart when I look that back That is smart, it, you know, for sure. Yeah. What's the last new trick you learned? Backlip kickflip is the only trick that I can think of in the last little bit that I actually hadn't done when I was a kid. Like a legit first time ever doing it. Nice. Dream job after skating. What I'm trying to do, I guess, trying to own a business, trying to do something new, bring something new to the community that they don't have and be good at it, I guess. Favorite local brand? Passport. Favorite local skater? Fuck, that's hard. Probably Bo Reed, I would say, just because he's always been gnarly. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Probably Birdhouse, just because it never went anywhere and... You know, it's kind of just like a time where nothing really happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. Favorite teammate ever? I would say like a lot of the Zero team that I actually, like that, that skate, that I skate with a lot. I would say them just because I don't have a problem with any of them and they're all really cool to hang out with. Worst teammate ever? Uh, probably David Lloyd. <laughs> that was easy. Um, I know. Well, just I was thinking right about it. Like, I would say David Lloyd. Like, I'm not like trying to throw him on the bus or anything, but just at that point, I think he was like partying a bunch, and I don't think he really liked me being on the team. So he kind of made it harder for me at that point. Word. Worst company? Fuck. I'm so- oh, Thief Trucks. 100. percent Yeah, Thief Trucks. Thief Trucks. Thief Trucks or Mystery? The new Mystery. <laughs> That's your like. That's part of Black Box, dog. Not anymore. Mm, nah, not anymore, man. It, it, it ain't no mystery. It ain't, it ain't mystery anymore, let's be honest. Whew. Yeah. I get a sure. call from the chief, yo. <laughs> no. No, right? there's no, There's no ties anymore. Yeah. There ain't, Ryan, Ryan Smith ain't on that shit anymore. <laughs> that's true. It's like let's saying honest, new yeah. blueprint. Like, it's the same Yeah, shit. it's just, that's, yeah, no, nah, you can't. Let's not try to fucking... <laughs> Recreate, recreate something that it's not, you know? That yeah. shit never works, man. No, it never works. Just start something new. Worst trend? Not trying. I don't really like that. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, that's a good I one. I like people that hey, try. We you know. know about that shit. Yeah. If you're out there trying, I'll fucking, I'll give you the time of day, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want to see that. Worst style? I think style, this is some bullshit answer as well, but I think style is subjective. I don't think anybody should be really labeled with a bad style i think it's just up to you what you think of it you know because everybody's different you know what i mean i don't know i just don't really think that's really a thing like i really hate my style but that's just because it's me and then there's also like people that been told to me that have a bad style and i look at them and go i actually like that guy (laughs) you know what i mean so it's just and it's just like even people with good styles i'd go i don't really care like i don't really like that guys style that much i think it's all about what you do and how you portray yourself like people have said that paul mcnair has a bad style but i loved his style when i was a kid i still like his style you know what i mean like yeah subjective it is yeah it's subjective you know and then also too there's that case of like you meet someone and you like yeah. thought that they had a bad style you meet them and you fucking skate on with them for one day and you see how they work and how they go about how they do things and you instantly become a fan mm-hmm and then it goes from like you just get the guilt because you talk shit like two weeks earlier like (laughs) you just just can't be friends I don't know if you yeah if you're out fucking doing it and you're out trying like I don't really give a fuck like it's like your friends and the people you skate with are always your favorite skaters so exactly like I know for a fact that so many people that I'm friends with would hate my style if they weren't friends with me you know what I mean it's just it's just fucking normal you know it's just normal whatever yeah we'll accept that 
That's a good yeah. answer. Don't, yeah, don't, don't think I'm a pussy, but you know, I'm trying. Nice to oh, really try out here. Last person you want on the sesh. This ain't subjective. People, people that are trying to win, if you know what I mean, trying to win the session, mm. and Isaac Matz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I love how casually you drop it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta take, you gotta take it. <laughs> All right, y'all, that's gonna wrap up our interview with Gabriel Summers. Yep. man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I hope I didn't make too much of a fool out of myself, but Dude, that was uh, great. I feel like it's long overdue just because I do still remember when you followed us and I was we so te- hyped because it was so long ago. We're like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I knew. I even like. I've been thinking about these questions for like you know months just because I knew that it would happen at one point. You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm 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 very hyped. It's a it's it's a milestone for me if that makes any sense. That's I'm, so, I'm honored. That's so- like and that's dude. an honor that you would say that about us, but um, yeah, no, I appreciate yeah. it. The only the only bummer of us not doing it sooner was that we delayed just sparking a friendship, but we knew it was coming one day. Yeah, yeah, it was coming. I I've listened to you so many times, you guys so many times, and I feel like we're already friends. Anyway. <laughs> and all your mates are the best, man. You guys gotta come. You guys gotta come down and fucking experience it. Yeah, we really firsthand. Do. You have to try to get the, that fucking. What do you even call it? Uh, like vans to fucking pay for it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Or just what get, we call or it, just, yeah. or just get, or just get a better shoe sponsor to sponsor it, like Adidas oh, no or something. I'm playing with my fucking name. I ain't gonna say it no more. You understand me? Yeah, wrap this <laughs> up, answer. Wrap it up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, nah, too easy. Well, uh, uh, dude, we'll be yeah. in touch for sure. We're uh, yeah, we're homies for a while now, dog. Yeah, fucking oath. Um, yeah, I'll uh, hopefully I'll be in Toronto soon if you don't come sooner. That would be amazing. Uh, love you guys. You guys are sick. Welcome back to the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And continuing their already impressive legacy, America strikes gold again with their newest film, Green. Dakota Servold pushes his rail game to new limits, and John Dixon rips every set and bank to shreds like a rabid wolverine. While the rest of the team, you know, including our boy Leo, out there killing it as well. Green is now live at thrashermag.com. All right, ghosts, you've got mail. Right, first up, we got an email from Justin Maruko Maruko. Yo, been a few episodes since I dropped a line, but with the NBA popping and the season of the bunt being nonstop barn burners, I thought it was time. First, I gotta ask, did you let your fandom get in the way of asking Darrell about those dolphin flips? <laughs> I have a hard time believing those aren't on your banned trick list. Next, we're through the all-star break and it was a damn good game. Fourth quarter was amazing. But as we head down the stretch, what team do you think is most poised to go on a run? Pelicans seem to really be coming together, and the Heat are looking dangerous. My Celtics have been looking great too, so shout out to them. Uh, the Dolphin flips. How did that get past us, man? We didn't mention it once. Yeah, that had nothing to do with being scared to ask. Must have just slipped our minds. If there's one skater in the whole world where I've excused the Dolphin flip, it's got to be Darrell. I don't... It's tough to excuse a dolphin foot but like we always say about illegal tricks the right person can just get away with it and during our Durrell fandom you just couldn't do any wrong man damn straight 
And as for a run, you went on to name three teams on a heavy run right now. The Pelicans, definitely fun team to watch. The Raptors, I mean, they lost one game, but they're what they've what seventeen. Now that's an insane run. I feel like seventeen he wants out of eighteen. To know what, like, pick a team in the bottom half of each conference that would be going on a run. Oh well, I was hoping the Wizards were gonna steal the eighth seed just because their offense is like fun to watch. They're obviously like the worst team defensively, but they just lost to the fucking Chicago and Cavs back to back. Or if you're trying to make a playoff push they're in the ninth seed you have to win those games i feel like we both said the pelicans on maybe last week or the week before would be the only team that can make a run in the west and it looks like they're gearing up to do so so that'll be interesting yeah the other thing is the eighth seed is a lot more open now we kind of had memphis locked in there but they lost their second best player jaron jackson jr for two plus weeks with uh, some knee issue, so we'll see. And they have the toughest remaining schedule in the NBA. So this is uh, John Morant's time to fucking put the team on his back. We'll, we'll see what he's made of. Uh, but that eight seed just became a lot more available. I'm thinking it's going to the Pelicans. Man, you see the picture on Twitter going around that has JV and Kelsey being twins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, They might funny. need to suit him up, man. So, yeah, also about the Pelicans, I don't know exactly the ranking, but I, I know that they have one of the easiest remaining schedules. Match that with the Pelicans. Or, sorry, with the, the Grizz having a tough one. You might be right. And then the Spurs, they'll win a tough game and then lose to a shit team. They're just all over the yeah, place. They can't be trusted. And Portland's got Dame on the shelf for a few more games. So, it's going to be fun in the West. All right, next up, we got an email from John Metz. Great shows this season, as always. In the legend of Bunt Past, which guest were you guys most nervous to interview? Thanks for always crushing the airwaves on my way to work. Idaho, John. Well, easy question is, or uh, sorry. Well, easy answer to this would be anyone we interviewed live. Not our cup of tea, but we're, we're getting used to it as the years go on. It would definitely be someone in the early seasons. Obviously, interviewing P-Rod in the hotel room was terrifying. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Rick McCrank, man. That was just a big one. Like, Canadian legend early on in our interviewing days. And he's a superstar, man. But he made it so easy for us. Once, well, once we like, got going, I'm thinking, like, yeah, yeah, leading, leading up, up to it, it, I was like, holy fuck, it's the day we interview Rick McCrank, man. I don't know if I was nervous, but I think I've said this before. Leo Romero, just for, for whatever reason, like his reputation used to be that like he was a dick or something. And I was just kind of expecting that. And then he ended up being the nicest dude. All right, next up, we got a voice note from Travis, Big Trav. Let's take a listen. What's going on, fellas? Low key from the South. It's Travis just checking in, but keep it low key. Uh, big shout out to Davis. Your tech deck is impossible to put fucking together. That was sick. Uh, two questions. One, LeBron or Giannis? NBA MVP. What's your call? Or do you got a dark horse up in uh, Canada? So, uh, number two, if you could pick an older dude to put a part together, who would it be with all these young dudes just killing it? So, just want to say God bless, and uh, you guys have a good one. Go Bucks! Fuck the 49ers, and uh, we'll talk to you later. 
Trav, Trav, Trav. Big you, Trav, dog. You legend, you. God bless you too, brother. Loves to leave 10-minute uh, voice memos that we got to trim down, but we appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you, dog. And uh, shouts out to Davis. Of course, <laughs> can't forget your brother, Davis. <laughs> um, NBA MVP. Seems like a two-man race, definitely. I'm going to have to side with Giannis, man. They're just doing a lot of winning over there in Milwaukee. Man can't be stopped, but it's 1A and 1B. I I think LeBron should get it one more time. I think there was a couple years he could have won it, and they passed on him to give it to someone who hasn't already, so I wouldn't be upset with LeBron winning again. They're like on pace to win like 70 games. The game's played on both sides of the court, and Giannis is also in the conversation for defensive player of the year. I know what LeBron's doing is crazy, 17th season, leading the league in assists and all that, but um, not giving it to Giannis would be blasphemy, in my opinion. Sometimes they do that with the MVP in the NBA, though. LeBron's missed certain ones to give it to guys who haven't won it already. And maybe they own one for one of those years, man. They'll hey, just give it to LeBron. Steve Nash won two. One should have gone to Kobe. One should have gone to Shaq. But so you're proving my it point. It is what it is. No, it is what no, it is. No, Whoever wins, yeah, wins. No, that was. I'm like, just saying. So what? It'd be a wrong answer for LeBron to win. Reggie, look at Giannis is playing like I think 31 minutes a night, and he's averaging 30 points. Yeah, he's like a great he's player. On some next next level shit. And their teams more successful. And look at the second best player on both their teams. God damn. Yeah, I love Middleton. Yeah, me too. But Middleton's AD's a, a top player. five player. Yeah. I'm just saying, to go to LeBron, I ain't gonna be mad at you. You should have more than you he said does. Giannis, so we're both taking Giannis. We're both right. I don't think it's gonna be a surprise at all when they announce that. Second question. Which old dog are you looking to see apart from? I'm saying. So first thing, like, are they filming a new part with their current abilities or with <laughs> the abilities they had back in the day would be my first question. Uh, I don't know. I think current abilities, just like someone, because he said Ryan Glong, Curb, whatever. Curb God. Which we removed, I think. But <laughs> um, yeah, but just like an previous, old man part. Okay, with an old man part. I'll go with uh, Brian Wenning. Can't go wrong. One of my favorite styles of all time. Always with the best trick selection. Love to see another part. I'll go PJ Ladd, man. The guy's definitely got one more part in him. I'm trying to see some baggy jeans, black hoodies, and uh, I won't name the shoes because he's got a new shoe company, but I'd like to see him in all right, next up, we got an email from Richard Friend. What's up, Bump Boys? First off, love your show. Great questions, guests, and transitions. Shout out to Ants One. I had to write in because I felt personally attacked by your illegal trick list. I felt I needed to write in to defend the 5-0 switch crook combo. Coming up, I love this trick, starting with Jamie Thomas and Dying to Live, to Arto Sari and Minefield, and even the slap goat Fred Gall and Inhabitants. I dug the way this trick looked and was stoked out of my mind when I learned them. Now that my bias is exposed, my question is a two-parter. One, could all three of these mans be wrong? And two, can you honestly say that if Wade D and Morgan did willy grinds in place of crooks, that you guys will be doing them too? 
Keep the good pod coming. I would love to hear a John Goldman interview. Okay. Well, number two is so easy because if they were doing Willie Grinds, they wouldn't be Wade D or Morgan. Well, the other thing I was going to add to that is a simple thing. Wade D and Morgan both did Willie Grinds and they were really good at them. And it was always a joke. Like, how many times do you remember just messing around? Yeah. And Morgan could do crazy willies. They have all the talent in the world, but their trick selection was always on another level. And unfortunately, as much as we worship and love Arto and Appleyard, they fucked up. Uh, Appleyard was doing them too. He did 5 0 switch crook in a couple parts. But what it is, with man. guys like that, you just kind of, you just kind of sweep it under the rug because they're so flawless and there's so little stains on their resumes that those are just little minor infractions where you're just like, ah, fuck, whatever. But Fred Gall, I don't think he did one. I think maybe I'm tripping, but I, can I, picture think, it. I think he's wrong. I think he did switch 5-0 to tail slide. That was one of the greatest combos and that of all was, time. That was like, Ooh. we would never do that, but Freddie, he can also do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, but yeah, Morgan and Wade did Willie Grinds, and we still worship them because they knew that that trick was whack. I'm sure we've done one or two in as, our times, and just, just yeah, a joke. It's a joke. And 5-0 switch crook, we can all do them. I don't know. Have you done them? I, I no. They're, I wouldn't try. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Morgan five, do 5-0 switch crooks. I'm pretty sure I've seen Wade do it, but we've all done them as a joke as well. So I'm sorry we personally attacked you, but uh, that trick's fucking dusty as hell, man. It's one of the all-time worst. So should try and learn switch 5-0 to switch tail instead. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from S. McNeilis. There's more ink and jewelry in this America video than Grateful Dead concerts. Real shit, yeah. Okay, moving along. Next up, we got an email from Jacob H. Yo, Bunk Gang, thanks for all that you guys do. Season 10 is absolutely banging. Keep the heat coming. What was the last new trick you guys learned? Yo, I actually thought about this question after reading it in the email for so long and I couldn't even think back. The most recent one I could think of was switchback nose grind shove and that was last winter. Damn, dude. That's a long ass time, eh? Yeah. I started to those nose blunts on the flat bar, but I've like uh, nose blunted before. Yeah, but yeah, it's not yeah. like a new trick that was way harder. <laughs> so maybe maybe nose blunt on a flat bar. Yeah, mine was uh last summer too, switch from feeble. Oh, that was so butter. Gotta hopefully you can still do them. <laughs> Haven't done one since. Next up, we got an email from Spike the Third. What's good, G's? One quick question. When doing frontside nose grind, frontside revert, or backside nose grind, backside revert, do you prefer long nose grinds, like a nose manny, or like a quick nose bonk at the end of the ledge? Shouts to you for keeping it real. Easy question here. One of them's easy, one of them's hard. <laughs> Sometimes the ledges ain't that long, and a, a quick little nose bonk is all you need to get the job done. Let's start a line with one of them looks all right, too. Yeah, it's definitely situational. You know, you take what the spot gives you. But if if we're talking a long, perfect ledge, of course, you want to hold that bitch as long as you can. Mm-hmm. That brings us back to Feedback Ted's fucking OG email that sparked our friendship, which was a little beefy at first. But um, he said, I do long tricks on low ledges and Donald does short tricks on high ledges. 
the I do short tricks on all ledges. <laughs> High and low. But yeah, yo, if you can hold it, hold it, man. Better than a jib. All right, next up, we got a voice note from Mark Berry. Let's take a listen. Hey, what up, Bump Boys? Mark Berry here, a.k.a. Dr. Roxo, a.k.a. the Bunt Listener League second place finalist. I'm disappointed. I thought Canada was a socialist country. Y'all don't pay out second place? The fuck, man? Congrats, Matt, by the way. He won the ship fair and square. So I got to give you props. But it got me thinking, you know, fantasy football, we're always looking for those cats to break out. They've shown some glimpses of greatness, but haven't quite peaked yet. You got Mahomes a couple years back, obviously Lamar Jackson last year. In the skate world, who is the equivalent to your fantasy breakout? The guy that is primed to go on a Sodi run. My pick would be Jackson Pills. I feel like that dude has been crushing it the last couple years, tons of style, and I'm just hoping he goes on an absolute tear this year because I love watching the dude skate. Keep up the great work, guys. It's been a hell of a good year. Thanks for doing what you do. Peace. What's poppin', Mark? Thanks for the voice note. Gotta apologize for not paying out second place. Man, it was a $50 buy-in. That's where I'm getting. It was not too much money on the line. First year going. We'll raise the buy-in next year and we'll work something out. One thing I'm in favor of moving forward is paying out first place in the regular season. I was always a winner-take-all in the championship in most of my leagues. And as the years go on, I am finding more and more that that's the hardest thing to win first place in the regular season so we might have to add that into the bun listener league as well yeah, you know i had to spark that in our basketball league some yeah. years ago and everyone everyone you, you then did got, it for a personal <laughs> reason <laughs> everyone got mad at me because i came first by a mile couple two, years two yeah. years in a row and it, it was not even close and then before our fourth season started i was like yo we need to pay out first because i i didn't win either of those championships and some huge upsets and everyone was like oh you're just creating a prize for yourself i'm like nah man the hardest thing to do in fantasy is win the regular season, but obviously the grand prize goes to the finals winner. But yeah. But and I also wouldn't pay out second place in the playoffs. Like, I don't think I would do that. That's like the prize money I've always said is up to the two people in the finals to decide. Like, if you guys want to work out a deal, someone gets their money back, you do you, man. Yeah, I don't mind money back for second place. Um, but anyways, moving right along. Who do we think is an up-and-comer that could win Sodi one day? It's a tough thing to pick, man. It's a certain type of dude that can win Sodi. So trying to pick someone out of the weeds, a lesser-known name to win Sodi is going to be next to impossible. But Save has got himself a contender. Uh, Herman Steen. I don't know if I pronounced that right. He's a Euro kid who rides for real, and he's just beast. Um, I feel like whatever part he's working on next is probably going to be mind-blowing just from some of his older stuff I've watched. And not that he's going to be in the 2020 running, but I could see him, I don't know, at some point. He's really gnarly and he's got a nice chill style. So I could see him having some uh, crazy years in the future. I can't even think of one. I'll just say your boy Hector De Silva. <laughs> Homie's got the swag. <laughs> Sody swag. Yeah. Um, who do you think is a breakout candidate at the QB position in fantasy football next year? Completely off topic, but he just mentioned Jackson and Mahomes. Who's the guy that's going to take that next step next year? Well, if we're counting rookies, Burrow, obviously. Do you think Burrow's going to step right into the Bengals' offense and be a playmaker? Well, it's not like Andy Dalton's fucking 
moving the needle over there. But yeah, I guess. But I, well, I mean, like, big step. Like, Burrow's going to come in, he's going to have his trials and tribulations, but maybe in a couple years, oh. the Bengals are not a good team. It's a tough spot for him to go to. Maybe that midget, um, Kyle, Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. Yo, check this. I'm going Baker Mayfield's coming back this year. <laughs> Ew, uh, fuck watch, that, watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you did you read something or see something? You think you got some insider info? No man, the man's just, trash. The insider right? info is in my head. I watch the games. This runs right better, every time and fucking. There's something better. He can do better than he's been doing. Well, that's not hard to do. He could do a bit better <laughs> and still have a horrible season. <laughs> Uh, Alright next up We got an email from Sid Perkins What's up Bunt Love the pod The Bunt is the only podcast I consistently listen to And I even love the rundown Don't watch regular season sports much these days But y'all keep me up to date I hope this isn't too long But I have a skate sports world crossover question for you Who are your top 5 power forward skaters? On paper and for the sake of the question The power forward isn't the flashy guy on the team they aren't the scoring center. They don't have the ball skills to put anyone else on skates, and they will never jack up game-winning threes. A good power forward, they can play solid D, get boards, and every team needs them to be effective. I'm talking about your Nick Collisons, your Udonis Haslams, and your Draymond Greens. So who are your top five skaters, past and present, who aren't the rail chompers, the showman, or the thousand sponsor guy? but the guy that rounds out a team and makes every video they're in more complete. A couple skaters that come to mind are Taylor Caruso on Weekend and Aaron Lorith on 917 for present day and then Richard Mulder on Chocolate and Jeff Lenosi on Baker in the past. Let me know what you think. Keep up the great work. That's a serious question, man. Took some thought and effort into writing that email and we appreciate you, man. And here goes our list. Who'd we start off with? Carlos Ribeiro. Well, yeah, that yeah, but that one's a little. I feel like he's controversial because he is a star. He's gonna get a last part eventually. That guy is incredible. He's he's one of the best skaters. Literally, he was in the Sodi running. Yeah. But he, I don't think if we're not mistaken, he's never had last part in a video. Mm-hmm. And he's always because he's the teams he rides for are insane. So like, Tiago's got last part. Or I forget who had last part in the LRG video, but he's usually somewhere in the middle, even though he's definitely a star in his own right. Uh, John Rattray. Classic. You always need his part in those zero vids. Definitely. He's like the, he'd always have a good song and like a little more relatable, even though, he, but then he'd still be so gnarly, yeah. but like he's just, his parts always just made you feel good and you'd never hit that skip button on old Rattray. Carrie Getz. Carrie Getz, definitely. Also a star. Very in, much a star. In his era. But one, he was just a strong, sturdy guy, and you knew what you were getting out of a Carrie Getz part. You knew the bag of tricks, and you knew the style, and you knew it was going to be good. So Made every video. It was in better, for sure. But never the last part, like, superstar. Yeah. He's a superstar in our eyes now, since he's our boy. Yeah, definitely. Fred Gall. Legend. Don't even have to tell you much about Freddy. Definitely makes every video he's in much, much better. We'll uh, wrap it up with Jesus Fernandez. Tech God. Can't go wrong with some Jesus in the middle of your video. Man, let's get Jesus on the goddamn pod, yo. 
If you're listening, Jesus, man, let's make it happen. A switch flip crooked, yeah, right? That was confusing at the time. I was like, <laughs> that was just ahead of its time, man. It went by like, what was that switch? Because it looked kind of regs too. Jesus, man. I think that's a good top five right there. Yeah, because we picked it. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes. Yo, we're starting to get some serious voice notes, eh? Get some traffic, man. To the bunt live at gmail.com. Welcome back to the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Man, it's a slow week in sports, wasn't it? Real shit. Ain't too much popping, no huge headlines, so you know we're getting down to the nitty-gritty stories. Jason Tatum taking his game to the next level. The Boston Celtics currently above the Raptors in the power rankings. Could this be true, man? Are the Celtics better than the Raptors? Yo, man, that's going to be a crazy finish down the stretch. Luckily, right now, as we record this before we play the Bucks tomorrow, we've got... I think a two and a half game cushion. A little bit of a little bit of room. After the Lakers took down the Celtics in kind of a controversial but really good game. The refs seem to be on the Lakers nuts in Obviously. LA. But yo, the Raps, we desperately need to hold this motherfucking two seed so we could bitch slap the Nets in the first round with no Kyrie for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I guess that's news, right? I don't think we talked about that last week. Uh, Kyrie's been, in my mind, he's been done for the year weeks ago. Man. Yeah, we so saw this coming. He's played 20 games. The biggest shutdown candidate there was. Man. Oh, for sure. But yo, he had 250 games in his 20 games. That's pretty impressive. But anyways, 250 point games. Dude, doesn't even look like he's a part of that team either. They're better without him, yo. It's crazy. It's a, he's having a tough time, man. He didn't know how good he had it with LeBron, and now LeBron's gone doing his thing. But he'll, I think him and him and KD will figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, we need to hold the second seed. That's gonna be a hell of a series. I can't. I hope that we're two, three, and it, it looks like it's gonna finish that way. So we will end up playing them at some point if we both take care of business in the first round. You know, the Bucks are walking to a victory. It's us in Boston. We got homies in Boston too, so it could be some, could be some trash talking going down, man. That would be an incredible series. The top six teams in the East. You know, I just can't wait to see any matchup. Any way you splice it, it's going to be fun to watch the top six when they face each other. I just, I want to watch Giannis just bitch slap the Sixers, man. I hate the Sixers, man. Now Ben Simmons going down with a back injury. Ain't getting any easier for them. Well, right now, if the playoffs started today, I would love this matchup more than anything is Miami versus Philly. That's what I thought it was. Five set. Is that four or five? That's four or five. Jimmy Butler, they've already beat them three times this year. And once I witnessed it, sixth throw in Miami, they fought Jimmy Butler, season high 38. They beat them by like 20 something points. It was hectic. Um, <clears throat> but speaking of the top six, the Pacers. Light work. The biggest win in franchise history, man. <laughs> Pacers. <laughs> no, no, but sorry, that's not what I was getting at. Sadly, RIP to... We, yeah, their season. Jeremy Lamb's left knee, sadly. That's always sad. I don't like to see anybody get injured. Yo, it was scary, man. It was like the exact same bail, pretty much, as Clay Thompson. He's, mm. he's driving, fast break. Goes for, I can't remember if it was a layup or a dunk, but um, it got contested at the rim, just like Clay with Danny Green. Lands on the left knee awkwardly. 
that one where you see the replay and you're like, oh, fuck, that's his ACL. You definitely don't want to see that. He was having a great season. He was playing great before Old Depot came back, and he still maintains a value even with Old Depot in the lineup. So that's sad to see, but uh, opens up minutes for Aaron Holiday, who's been a fun young guy to watch in the league, and uh, his his older brother, Justin Holiday as well. So Holiday bros, hold it down. Just for one second, let's talk about two guys I love watching, but two teams I'd rather not, man. I'm thinking Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards and Trey Young, Ice Trey, too cold of the Atlanta Hawks. My question to you is, we both know incredible players, all-stars. Beal gets snubbed all the time, but he's an all-star. Of these two guys, Considering they stay on the teams they are currently with, who will make it to the playoffs first? That's a really tough question. At first, I was going to say, I was thinking, easy answer. They both make it next year. No. But I think there's only going to be one opening next year. So the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, and Pacers, I think, are still locks for next year. Yeah, absolutely, man. I didn't even think about that. So that leaves two openings this year. The Nets have seven, and Orlando's fighting to hold eight. So the those Nets two, will be oh, there next. Exactly. Year. So the Nets is is a guaranteed They're they rising. make it right. So let's say that last seed is up for grabs. Let's not forget John Wall's coming back. Let's not forget that Clint Capella's in Atlanta. Yeah. No. I know. I know. I was going one at a time, but <laughs> John Wall. Picture picture Bertans with John Wall on the floor. He's gonna get the most wide open looks. And just the dynamic of Beal and Wall now will be so much cooler now and that the, Beal's really established himself. And they were a perennial playoff team with John Wall in the lineup. Let's exactly. not forget that. And that was a young Beal. It's been like two years since we've seen John Wall. But yeah, that was also a young, injury-prone Beal. Mm-hmm. He only started to be like this superstar since John Wall's been out. Absolutely. So I love that one-two punch. Oh, man. And I, I, love the, I love the young guys around them, man. I've watched more Wizards than I care to admit just because of fantasy i've been watching way too many atlanta hawk games yeah and, but the hawks it's really tough to say who's gonna make it because i i like that nucleus of trey capella and collins collins herder, oh, uh, fuck if, herder if cam reddish yo cam reddish has put a string of games He's together recently up. so you know you what? can only pick one can only pick one I'm I'm more of a I'm more loyal to the dudes I've been watching for longer, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go with my boys John Wall and uh, Bradley Beal, man. I believe in them because they've done it before. They know what it takes to get there. 82 game season is not easy, but John Wall is gonna be ready. And Bradley Beal feels like the league owes him something. So yeah. Trey Young's just enjoying his time being a superstar right now. Yeah, but yeah, they they ain't ready to fucking like they might be two years out. Because, yeah, I didn't think about that with the Nets locking in a spot next year. Like, only one new team will probably make the playoffs. And the Wizards are going to be damn hungry, man. John Wall is going to have something to prove. Let's move right into the NHL minute, man. It's been a couple weeks. I got some news for you. Our boy, Wayne Simmons, on the move again at the NHL trade deadline. He's heading to Buffalo, man. Damn. At least he's closer to home. But uh, how's Buffalo doing? They're fighting for the last spot of the playoffs. They're a little ways out. They're four points out right now, but they got to climb two guys. They got to get past Florida and then catch up to the Leafs. So they're in the race, I guess, and they got them for cheap. Dub Sims on the move again, man. 
The Edmonton Oilers, they stacked up, got a D-man Mike Green. They got Andreas Anastasiu or something. I forget. I don't know how to pronounce his name, man. Come on, bruv. Get your shit on point, man. It's Andreas Athanasiu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said it. That's some help for Connor McDavid. The Bruins went out and added some toughness. <clears throat> the Capitals went out and added some more scoring. Locking in Ilya Kovalchuk beside Ovechkin and the Leafs. The Leafs didn't do anything, man. You know, perfect team already built, right? Oh, yeah. Not even in the playoffs. <laughs> hey, we got the last spot. As it stands right now, we're the eighth seed. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the worst team in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Wow. You, What'd you hear about the game on the weekend? The game? Well... I know the Leafs made at least one move. They let their fucking practice backup Zamboni man go to the Hurricanes and stop all their shots. Man, they didn't even get any shots. That's the embarrassing part. The Leafs, you got work to do, man. I came on wax and I was going off about them the last couple weeks, man. You don't let me talk about the NHL too much. And what do you mean I don't let you? Look at this guy trying to act like I. It's hard. It's hard to talk to yourself about the NHL, man. But yo, anyone who hasn't heard that story just look up zamboni driver goalie hurricanes it's an insane story if you haven't heard it it's so funny and it's it sucks that it's a uh, funny at the leafs expense but that's just like the ultimate fan dream man i did some work and looked into the minimum you can sign a guy for in the nhl and how they would have to prorate what he would be paid for one game and he made at least ten thousand dollars that's it well that would be the like he can't play without signing a contract so he had to sign a contract before he went on the ice right so maybe he had an agent there and worked out a better deal for himself <laughs> but at the lowest point of lows 10k and now he's doing me he was doing media tours all day today like i saw online there was a list of everywhere he was going to be he was part of tsn's trade deadline show like wow this guy's a superstar man that's awesome yeah i saw that he is getting royalties for jersey sales which are probably going to be through the roof and they're also because his career got cut short because of a kidney mm -hmm. problem so they're looking for a kidney um charity to also give part of the proceeds to so it's oh just, i thought you were gonna say he was looking for that kidney now no no make a comeback but no it's just an all-around uh, awesome story look it up david ayers man that's a good place to end this episode of The Bunt, just like David Ayers ended, I'm not going to say the Leafs dignity. <laughs> dignity, we'll go with that. All right, y'all, catch you next week.